right, girls, let's get 2024 off to a great start. I'm bringing back the program that sparked it all. Pruning to Prosper didn't start as a podcast. It started as an idea, an idea to help women clear the stuff that is preventing them from being the woman God is calling them to be. Beginning January 14th, we embark on a six-week journey of faith-based, inspired action to get your heart, home, and wallet in line with God's plan for you. And guess what? It's not at 5 a.m. Yay! Join me every Sunday from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the weekly prayer, lesson, discussion, and one-to-one coaching. And Wednesday evenings from 8 to 9 p.m. for accountability, questions, motivation, and more coaching. Even better than the relevant topics is the tribe of like-minded women you will meet. I have met the greatest women through this podcast and these programs, and you will too. Click the link in the show notes to sign up. The Zoom link will be emailed one week ahead of time. I hope to see you there. Now let's get to today's podcast episode. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and decay destroys and thieves break in and steal. But store up treasures in heaven where neither moth nor decay destroy nor thieves break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton. Um, I welcome you. If you're new here, I'm so excited that you found this podcast. And if you're returning, I thank you for giving this another listen today. So I want to talk to you a little bit about um, storing up our goods here on earth and five ways we can steward our possessions for God's greater glory. So I have a quick story to tell you. This past summer, my family and I, the um, four kids and my husband and I, we traveled through Europe for four weeks. And we did a lot of trains and we rented a few cars. But the one train ride was from Germany to Slovenia. And it was pretty much an all-day event. And the last leg of the trip, I was in a a train compartment with just my youngest daughter, who's now uh, seven. And we were in this compartment with a woman from Slovenia who was going home for a class reunion and two women from Australia and a man from Australia. So we're all sitting in this cart, like this compartment, and there's a door, you know, so it's like a little room. And you get to talking because it's a long ride and everyone, you know, we're talking about travels and things like that. And eventually the topic turns to what does everybody do for a living? Because we're all traveling. So you always kind of wonder like, well, is this like a, a week? This is your vacation? Like, how is it possible that you're doing all this stuff, right? So as soon as I say I'm a declutter coach, the Australian women and the man just burst out laughing. And this is usually the reaction I get when I say I'm a declutter coach. Usually people are like, oh my gosh, I need that. Or the the husband will say, oh my gosh, my wife needs that. And that's what the Australians were doing. They were just laughing and commiserating and oh my gosh, I have so much stuff and I love to declutter and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, The woman from Slovenia just had this like blink look on her face. So we were like, "Um, you know, what's going on? She's like, I don't understand. What is this? (laughs) And so I said, well, I help women declutter their homes. And she still like her face was like, huh? 
And then the Australian, one of the Australian women tries to help me. She's like, you know, because Americans and Australians, we have so much stuff, like, that she comes in and she helps people take away their stuff. And the woman from Slovenia just could not wrap her head around why there would be a job like I have. <laughs> that why would people have so much stuff that they need a person like me in their lives? And, you know, it's it's a growing issue um, all around the world, but I think especially for Americans and um, that we have a lot of stuff. And this Bible passage about storing up st stuff on earth where it can decay and the moths get it and it can rot and stuff is something that I've seen time and time again in people's homes. And it's really a shame because people hire me, they pay me to come in and go through their stuff. And so many times, unfortunately, it's just a matter of us throwing the stuff away because they've saved these things thinking, oh, I'm going to save these baby clothes or, oh, I'm going to save this such and such thing or, you know, and it's maybe in the basement or maybe it's, you know, in a different area of their home and perhaps there was some water damage and now like everything smells or things are rotting away or there's photographs that have just, they've gotten wet and now they're all stuck together and they're ruined. Like there's no way to pull them apart anymore. And one of the most frequent things I see is that there are just droppings from mice and other little critters that get into these things. So, you know, whether it's stuffed animals or it's dolls or it's um, clothing, things like that. And unfortunately, once I see that, I just recommend that we throw it away. And so it just saddens me that these people saved all these quote unquote treasures and now they've just kind of rotted away and decayed. And, you know, it, it's just a part of storing things in our homes. You know, if they're, it's, it's quite easy actually for things to get damaged um, with just a, you know, you have a toilet that doesn't stop running or a shower that leaks or something like that. And before you know it, everything that's in the room below it is getting ruined. So um, this passage really hits home for a lot of what I see. And it makes me very sad. And it's one of the things I wanted to talk about in December is like, how are we stewarding these gifts that God has given us? Okay, because it's it's not what the homeowner intended, and it's certainly not what God intended for these possessions that we have. So today I want to give you five different um, categories, and you can take these ideas and use it for pretty much everything in your house. Um, that's cluttering up your your home and maybe come up with your own ideas for what you can how you can use those items for God's greater glory. All right. So the first thing is I'm going to talk about is clothing. People hang on to clothing. They hang on to baby clothes like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> I see so many baby clothes. And certain things, okay, if it's an heirloom piece, if it's a christening gown, if it's things like that, I can see trying to preserve it and save it um, but it has to be stored properly. But most times what I'm seeing in homes is just clothing in boxes or in a Tupperware, not a Tupperware bin, but like a Rubbermaid container and stuff like that. And unfortunately, like stains come to the surface that we didn't, um, even if you wash the clothing before you put it into storage, a lot of times stains just kind of come to the surface and trends come and go, you know, like the stuff that my kids wore when they were babies, 
you would you don't really see kids dressed like that anymore. And it's not that I didn't think it was cute, but it's just not what kids are wearing today. Like I think even the maternity clothes that I wore, you know, for my first three kids, I would like oh, I would cringe right now. But my by the time I had my fourth child, they actually had some cute thing. Like I remember I had like I think I had like leather leggings and stuff. <laughs> I thought they were so cute for my fourth kid, but you know, I didn't save any of that stuff and but that's the kind of stuff it's like what are you saving it for? And instead of saving these things, you know, I'm not talking about the christening gowns and that sort of thing, but like your other regular stuff, you know, like whether it be outfits that you are trying to work out and get back into, or, you know, there was a memory attached to or something like that. Like, in all honesty, like, what are you saving it for? Those baby clothes could really bless somebody now. But if you decide to donate them in 10 years, maybe no one's really going to want them. Whereas the sooner you do it, they're still maybe on trend. And that's like one way you can bless another mom is giving those baby clothes um, to donations. You know, and also like I see a lot of workout gear that people just don't wear or they don't work out anymore or they don't fit into it. You know what? January's coming donate that stuff because somebody is just starting their fitness journey today and maybe they don't have a lot of money, but they still want to feel cute. Or maybe you have suits from when you used to work in corporate America and you don't wear suits anymore. There are great women's charities where I live where you donate suits and women go through training to interview and then they get a nice suit to wear on their interview day. So you're blessing these women with your things that you're no longer wearing or that no longer fit for you. And again, styles change. Like you want to bless this woman, but like, don't wait until this, the suit that you have is so outdated that she looks a little bit silly when she goes in for her interview, you know, like give the best that you have. Um, if you're going to give it, you know, like God doesn't give us second rate. He gives us the best. So we should try to do the same. Let's move on to the next category. This is another one I see so many times stored up their treasures in the basement or the attic. And I talk about it a lot on this podcast, but it's China. It's grandma's China. It's your mother's China. It's the China that you got when you registered for your wedding. But people aren't using China. And yet, we all think that our kids are going to want it someday. And it's just not going to happen. So here's my bit of advice. If you don't want to get rid of your china, use it. Get it out and use it because your kids are going to have no memory of it if you have it boxed up. But if you're using it on a pretty regular basis, then they're going to say, oh, this was our china that we ate off of every day or every Sunday. You know, like get it out and use it. And I've said before on this show, if your main hesitation is because you can't put it in the dishwasher, who cares? The main reason you can't put it in a dishwasher is usually because of the rim. Like if you have a band of platinum or gold or silver or something like that, that will wear away after time. But that's pretty much the only thing that's going to happen to it. And no matter what, you're not enjoying it or using it anyway. So why not get it out and use it? You know, like even if it's that you know, it's the first day of summer, get the china out and celebrate. Or it's like somebody's birthday, get the good china out and celebrate. Or somebody got a great report card or somebody got into the, their first choice college. Like these are the things to celebrate with, you know, like this is our life. Like there isn't really 
this big to-do aha moment that we say, oh, now we have arrived. Now life can begin. Now everything is good. Like, it's just like that movie Up. Like, eventually we're going to look back and we're going to say, these were the good old days. So why are you saving this stuff for when, one, what? When something gets better? Like, no. Today is the day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad. Get the china out, people. All right? Okay. Let's move on. Number three, anything that you have decluttered from not just your kitchen, but your whole house, okay? But I'm going to focus today on the kitchen. So let's say you go through your kitchen cabinets today and you say, you know what? I don't need four pie dishes. I don't need three casserole dishes. I don't need this, da, 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 okay? One, you can just donate it and bless another family. Or this time of year, what about making a casserole in the dish and bringing it to a neighbor or bringing it into the office if you work at the office, you know, and just make like a breakfast bake and you give it to the office and you say, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, I'm sharing this breakfast bake with everyone. And then when it's done, you donate it. And you had one last hurrah with the casserole dish and then you donated it. Or you leave it with your friend that you you give the casserole dish to and you say, hey, you know, next time someone's sick, make a casserole on this thing and pass it on. Okay. So I told the example a few weeks ago about my friend who br brought me a beautiful arrangement of flowers in this little purple vase. And it was from her parents. And she said, you know what, I'm just getting rid of their stuff. But instead of just getting rid of it, she's making up little gifts to kind of get rid of the stuff, but at the same time, make it a fun thing for the recipient. So anything that you're getting rid of, you know, if you're getting rid of a vase, then stick some flowers in it and take it to a friend. Like, you don't have to do this for every single thing. Like, if you have bags and bags and bags of donations, like, don't make yourself nuts doing all this stuff. But if you're struggling, especially with maybe, like, um, a piece of pottery that is just not your, your style, or if there's you know, a Waterford vase that your mother had and that's just not your thing, then fill it with flowers and take it into the office or take it to your hairdresser or take it to a neighbor or something like that and just kind of bless them this holiday season. Okay, number four, your vehicle. I see a lot of very, very nice vehicles on the road, you know. Um, why not instead of just enjoying your beautiful vehicle, or even if it's not quite so beautiful, I drive a 10-year-old minivan that has so many bumps and bruises and scratches on it. Like, I don't even care. I'm sure people look at my van sometimes and think, what the heck? <laughs> but I love our van. I'm so grateful for it. And I'm not going to replace it until I absolutely have to. But how can we use our vehicles for God's greater glory? And I remember the very first time I drove my minivan, um, you know, the first, like, maybe the first full week of school or something like that, that I had it. A, a mom that I didn't know very well was in a bit of a bind, and she needed her kids to be picked up for something or other. And she's like, do you think you could pick him up? And I think she felt weird because we didn't really know each other, but she didn't live far from me. So I was like, oh, my gosh. And I remember saying to her, this is why I bought a minivan. So I could help other people schlep their kids around. And, you know, once you have three kids, there aren't a ton of options when you have three car seats trying to fit across the back seat of a car. So you're kind of pushed into that minivan category. And 
I don't know about you that drive minivans, but I never thought I would be a minivan driver. It's just really not my my image I would like to portray, <laughs> but it is what it is, and I'm so grateful for my minivan. And it does allow me to do my job as a declutter coach. Um, and every time I fill that van, I think, oh, we're blessing this family that we got to declutter and free them up with stuff. But we're also blessing a ton of families that are going to buy this stuff at the thrift store. But anyway, use your your vehicles to offer to carpool other kids. Or if there's an elderly neighbor or relative that doesn't drive anymore, or maybe somebody just had like they went to the eye doctors and they had their eyes dilated, or maybe they have a foot in a, a brace or a cast or something, and they just can't drive. Um, or maybe they just had a car accident and they're in between cars, you know, like send them a message and say, hey, I have an hour or two today. Is there anywhere that I can drive you? Any errands I can um, take you on or run for you? Okay. Use your car for um, God's greater glory. And lastly, our homes. Your home is probably one of your biggest investments um, that you'll ever make. And it's one of the ways we can really honor God and use our homes for God's greater glory. Um, There are so many different ways you can use your home. One, you're raising your family. You are, you know, gifting the world with probably some beautiful children. It's where you know, your kids come home and they feel safe. It's where you and your husband feel like you're a team. It's where you guys regroup. It's where, you know, you hopefully come home and you're feeling calm and um, you get to recharge and your place is, your home is a, a place of um, uplifting and not making you feel stressed, okay? And if it is, then we've got some work to do. <laughs> I can help you with that. But um, I ran into a friend the other day and I hadn't seen her for quite some time. And she she mentioned that this, this girl is living with her. And I go, who's living with you? And she's like, oh, you know, it's this girl. And she was kind of down on her lock during COVID. And she works for us. And she didn't have anywhere to go. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, this family is, like, so quietly going about changing lives, you know, like they're always doing these things. Like they're always rescuing animals. They're always like hosting parties for people. Everyone's always welcome. They're always so generous with their food and everything. And now here I find out like they brought somebody into their home that was down on their luck. And I just think what a way to use your home for God's greater glory than to open it to somebody that could really use a roof over their head. Um, But maybe if we're not called to do something that extreme, um, just some things that I wrote down that um, make make me feel like I'm using my home for God's greater glory. glory. Um, I feel like when we invite my mom or my in-laws or people to come and stay with us, I feel like that's a way for me to use my home Um, because I have the space to entertain people. I love to entertain our family. Uh, We've hosted the kids from Penn State so that they can, you know, raise money for cancer. Like we've had 30 kids sleep on the floors of our house. Like it's just been so fun. And mostly I'm so excited when I look out on that patio that, you know, it took us forever. If you've been listening to this podcast, it was like over a year that we built this patio. But when I look outside and I see my husband lighting a fire and I know that his guys are coming over for their Bible study, I just think like, this is why we did this, you know, and like, I keep saying I want to host retreats 
it's just hard when you're the mom, you know, like I would love to host a fall retreat, but then I'm like, where's my son going to go to college? And is it going to be parents weekend? And oh my gosh, like, I feel like I can't plan my life (laughs) right now until things are a little bit more settled. But that was my plan is I would love to host retreats. And so much of the stuff that I own, like my possessions inside my home are for me to host retreats someday. Like I have a lot of China, I have a lot of serving dishes. And I always think like, well, this is for when I host retreats or my own women's Bible groups and things like that. Um, if you can use your home to host fundraisers or just like, even if it's over the summer or wherever, if you just say to the neighborhood kids, Hey, come over to my house and play, you know, like we have a neighbor that has a pool and she's always so generous with letting my kids and pretty much like anybody's kids, like come over and swim in their pool. And you know, like what a blessing they are to the whole neighborhood that they are opening their home in that way. So just some things for you to consider. We all have possessions. Um, Let's not let these things rot away and decay. Like let's use them for God's greater glory and um, see if we can't steward our possessions a little bit better for him. Now, don't forget as well, I want to remind you about Pruning to Prosper, which is my group coaching course. And it's so fun. Um, I'm excited to meet the new people. I see new names. Um, So I'm excited to meet you guys. And, you know, you're going to learn some very practical things with a spiritual slant to it, of course. You're going to learn how to budget for meals. You're going to do a meal plan. We're going to do a wardrobe declutter. We're going to talk about how to deal with those days when you're feeling completely overwhelmed, how we can do it from a Catholic and a practical standpoint. Um, You're going to grow your tribe of friends and all the great things. I'm looking forward to meeting everyone. Um, Hang tight. If you haven't heard from me, don't worry. I will send an email with the Zoom link the week prior to uh, the start of the program. So anyway, The details are in the show notes and the sign up is also in the show notes. All right, guys, have a great day and I will see you on Saturday 45 Minute Declutter with me. Take care.